this is Eric Sinrod from Dwayne Morris, based in San Francisco. I have my colleague across the pond on the phone, Jonathan Armstrong of Cordery. We're back with your weekly Tech Law 10. And Jonathan, we like to read minds. And I have a feeling you've been concerned and you're thinking about what's happening in the wake of disruption of safe harbor. Can you please enlighten us? Yes, absolutely, Eric, and uh, thanks for the introduction. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah, it sounds a little bit like one of those movie sequels, doesn't it? Privacy Shield, the sequel to Safe Harbor. I'm almost inclined to say, you know, in a world where data needed transferring. Um, but I guess where we're at with this, it, it almost is a, um, a novella in itself, or at least a straight to video movie, if you get such a thing these days. So where we left the story, I think, last time, was that there was this deadline that the European data regulators had set for the end of January for a replacement for Safe Harbor. Now, that deadline was missed. It's important to remember that the law didn't change that day, but the likely enforcement of it did. Uh, and that was a Sunday night that the deadline expired. The very next day, the beginning of February, on the Monday, the European uh, Commission met with a special committee of the European Parliament and announced that a deal had been done with the U.S. government that waited ratification by the U.S. And then the day after that, the Tuesday, the uh, European Commission held a press conference where they announced this new uh, name of Privacy Shield instead of Safe Harbor 2. We then had a meeting on the Wednesday where the Commission met with uh, the Article 29 Working Party, this influential group of data protection regulators who represent the individual data protection authorities across Europe. And then on Wednesday evening, the White House held a sort of open house on Twitter where they invited questions uh, on Wednesday evening our time for an hour or so where officials from the U.S. administration uh, tried to illuminate us on Privacy Shield. But it's fair to say that the illumination has been somewhat dim as well, uh, certainly less than one candle power as to what Privacy Shield means. I think in, um, in legal terms, we'd say at best it's heads of terms rather than an agreement. But what is it? I mean, in effect, uh, it seems to be a series of promises which the Obama administration intend to make to the European authorities, which include things like a super memo, uh, my words, not theirs, that Obama will send to U.S. executive agencies telling them to respect the data of Europeans. It, it also uh, includes specific U.S. legislation. There are complaints from Europe that that's been watered down already. And it includes a heightened role for the Federal Trade Commission and a free arbitration scheme that companies signing up to the Privacy Shield scheme will be expected to pay for. In some respects, it's the same as Safe Harbor. It's a self-certification scheme. There seems to be no sort of exam that you have to sit before you're admitted to the list. And that in itself, I think, causes issues. 
the Commission intend to almost bless Privacy Shield in the same way as they blessed Safe Harbor. And as a result, it's probably subject to the same legal challenges. Max Schrems, for example, the Austrian national who started this case, was saying on the Monday night whilst the Parliament hearing was going on, I'm booking my tickets to Luxembourg, somewhat uh, a somewhat jerking reference to the location of the court that originally struck Safe Harbor down. The difficulty is, I think, that for many corporations, many of the people who are listening to this podcast, they want some sort of certainty as to whether Privacy Shield is going to be the answer. Almost certainly it isn't, certainly not in the short term. I think for there's, by the Commission's reckoning, there's going to be a gap of three months or so before the Privacy Shield scheme can exist. There's still a lot of unanswered questions. It's subject perhaps to court challenge. And it could end up being an expensive scheme. We've seen already that some in Europe, when they've got a free arbitration scheme, make use of it. Now, obviously, it's free to the user, but it won't be free to the corporation. They're going to have to pay an arbitrator to sit and hear these cases. And if they have 100 or 150 cases a year, then that is a a very different financial model uh, to what Safe Harbor was before the October 6th judgment. So in short, Eric, lots and lots of developments, not a lot of clarity uh, from either side of the pond. It's a case of wait and see. But of course, for many corporations, they've already waited from October. The last thing to say probably is that meantime, enforcement, uh, the enforcement machine starts to ramp up. The French um, Privacy Authority, uh, Keneal, have uh, already started the first proceedings against Facebook. I think it's fair to say it's an add-on to some existing proceedings rather than standalone safe harbor proceedings. The Polish authorities just very recently have said that they may well follow suit, and we know that there are complaints pending in other jurisdictions, including Belgium, Germany, the UK, and Ireland. So um, I, I think we are starting to see a wave of safe harbor enforcement. And obviously for any corporation, they have to cope with the fact that safe harbor is dead, but they also have to cope with the fact that Privacy Shield is not yet born. Well, I got to say this is murky indeed. And if Jonathan Armstrong doesn't have a crystal ball, we're all definitely, therefore, uh, in the fog, shall we say. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely not certain. It's far from clear. Uh, yes, you're right, Safe Harbor's dead. Can we say long live Privacy Shield? <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, it's problematical, you know, this gap of three months that you point out, uh, the very many questions, uh, the potential challenges, and people might think that arbitration is simple and inexpensive, but oftentimes it really is not, uh, and certainly for the, the corporations, as you point out. So, uh, I agree with all of your points. Uh, you know, hopefully this will crystallize as we move forward, as opposed to you know unraveling. And I suppose I would throw it back to you and get your prediction as to whether this will crystallize or unravel. And if you have any uh, big picture advice uh, in this interim period. Yeah, I mean, I think from my point of view. Uh, uh, some sort of a deal will probably be stitched together because I think the political impetus is there, you, you know, that wants to make it so. 
there are various um, allegations which we needn't go into as to uh, as to who's lobbying who and who's giving who uh, honours to make sure that it does happen. But it seems to me that there's definitely a political will that some sort of a deal happens. Whether it's court-proof or not, I have severe doubts. Whether the European Parliament will accept the deal, again, I doubt. And whether this uh, influential Article 29 working party will bless the deal, again, I doubt. They've said that they expect the Commission to come back to them before the end of February with more detail. Um, we know that the Commission uh, have been very last minute with this sort of thing, you know, both the um, press conference and the um, and, and various of, of the announcements along the way have missed the deadline set for them. But we're still a week out from this new deadline, and we don't see any signs of that being complied with. So I think for businesses, it is, you know, uh, as the voiceover would say, in a world of uncertainty, um, <laughs> Privacy Shield isn't the answer. They're going to have to have a plan. That plan, I, I saw some... Uh, um, U.S. article on a completely different topic, which had a nice quote over the weekend, uh, Eric. I mean, I think the plan, I think you have to make an honest endeavor of starting with an alternative to safe harbor. The quote I saw is, um, as I say, on an unrelated matter, you don't have to boil the ocean, but you at least have to bring a heat source. Um, so I, I think we're expecting people to put some sort of a plan together. That, that's what most of our clients are doing. They're trying to minimize the data flowing back to the U.S., that's easier said than done in many cases, but they're also looking at things like um, model terms, binding corporate rules. Uh, in the short term, at least, the Article 29 committee is saying that they're a viable alternative. Consent could be, although that's very challenging. But I think for many businesses, there is no silver bullet anymore. They're going to have to look at putting in place a patchwork of measures to try and get some sort of equivalent protection unless and until things clear up. In my pessimistic view, that's two to three years away. Yeah, and then all the metaphors, you know, boiling the ocean and silver bullets, and <laughs> I'm referring yeah. to crystal balls. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, don't quit your legal job. Don't become a voiceover specialist. Uh, you're doing well <laughs> where you are. Uh, no, these are very valuable insights. We're all very fortunate to have Jonathan weighing in on this. So this has been your, your weekly Tech Law 10. Obviously, this will continue to evolve and hopefully not devolve. Uh, this is Eric Sinrod in the San Francisco office of Dwayne Morris. Uh, you can find me at ejsinrod at dwaynemorris.com, our website, dwaynemorris.com. You know to find us on the usual social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. Jonathan, uh, in your non-voiceover voice, unless you really are inclined, please <laughs> close us out. I'll resist then. Um, so, yeah, Jonathan Armstrong, jonathan.armstrong at Coldroof compliance.com. We're always keen to hear your views uh, on this or on any other topic on LinkedIn, Twitter, etc., etc., as Eric said, or via email. Um, transferring data to us is always safe, and we look forward to hearing your views, and we'll speak to you in a week or so. Thanks for listening. Cheers.